on this week's mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we are discussing our favorite non-Star Wars George Lucas movies! Hello and welcome to a very, very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am John the Hutt Rooney. And this week, uh, as we continue making our way through the... Hold on, hold on. Patrick's catching up no, to that no, one. Just go let it go, man. Just go, go right. let it go. Just go, go let it go. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, John sure. achieved the title of the Hutt. I did, yes. Yeah. From Nalhutta, home <laughs> of the Huts, I made my fortunes on the dark streets of Narshada. <laughs> There's a hut in one of the dumb Star Wars books who's a Jedi. Yeah, that's fucking stupid as shit. Yeah, it is. Now it's a Legends book and I have to pretend it doesn't exist, which is easy for me to do. I got wrapped up in my own words in that one, you guys. Nice, good work. I knew there was a place I wanted to get to, I just didn't know how to get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, old Star Wars Expanded Universe is fucking dumb. Alright, so, as we uh, have continued to make our way through the Star Wars saga, next week we will be discussing Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. This week... Uh, we will be discussing something sort of tangentially related, as Return of the Jedi is the last uh, of the Lucas-era Star Wars movies, uh, as far as chronological goes. Um, this week, we're going to discuss some non-Star Wars-related George Lucas stuff. We're discussing our favorite non-Star Wars George Lucas films. You know non-Star Wars George Lucas films. They're the ones that are made by George Lucas that ain't got Star Wars in them. Oh! oh. Zing! Uh, so let's begin. <laughs> like we all turned into Andrew Dice Clay for no reason. <laughs> Hickory dickory dock. George Lucas didn't make that many movies. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay was terrible at rhyming. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah, come at me. Uh, he's still alive. He might. That's uh, true. He's a surly he's gentleman. Got he's got him. nothing but pride. I feel like that guy gets winded going upstairs. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We just throw a raw steak at him and yeah. don't get distracted. <laughs> right, run away. Yeah, just a just a rhinestone embroidered like leather jacket. Wait, I yeah. want to make this absolutely clear to Andrew Dice Clay: we are cowards. Yeah, uh, we if you were to like corner us, we would be dead. Yeah, but like we will find a way to run away from you. But, yes, you know, absolutely. having said all that, totally fuck you, buddy. Yeah, fuck you in the face. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> uh, all right, so John. Best non-Star Wars George Lucas movie. I really have a very deep uh, appreciation for his first movie, THX 1138. Ah, yes. Uh, It's very weird. It's heavily experimental, uh, but it leans into the strength of George Lucas as a filmmaker, which is telling a story visually. Uh, The script is utter nonsense garbage, and you could... There are actual cuts of the movie where there's no dialogue, it's just the visuals and the sound effects, and you can follow it just fine. Uh, It's really a very interesting movie. You can see a lot of the seeds of what would become Star Wars in it. It is a movie that takes place in the future. Uh, It's sort of like Logan's Run, kind of. Like an Orwellian, uh, Mm -hmm. dystopian future. Uh, Where, like, everybody is heavily sedated, and you just do the job you're supposed to do to get money to consume things that you immediately destroy so that you can have the pleasure of buying something again. Mm. 
Uh, it's real interesting. It's got uh, a hologram that just decides to be real, and so he becomes real, and who fucking doesn't <laughs> like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got sweet-ass robot police with these weird silver faces that are just iconic and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got and a, also the basis for fucking Cobra Commander yeah, and Destro yeah. and shit. And mm-hmm. it is great, and it's got a rad-as-fuck uh, car chase sequence uh, that's really great. It's uh, Robert Duvall is the main character. Uh, fucking Donald Pleasance is the kind of antagonist, and it's and uh, probably drunk as shit the entire time. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's great is uh, most of the shots that Duvall and Pleasance are in, they are in opposite sides of the screen, and that is done on purpose because Robert Duvall would be perfect on the first take, and Donald Pleasance wouldn't even bother looking at the script until about the seventh take. Oof. Uh, so Lucas was able to very early on sort of manipulate the performances after the fact by just splitting the frame down the middle and putting the best performance on each side of the screen. Interesting. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with THX 1138, it actually began as George Lucas's student film at the University of Southern California. Where uh, he studied with uh, Irving Kirshner, who would go on to direct Empire yeah. Strikes Back. And he was part, and this was, uh, and uh, if I remember correctly, Francis Ford Coppola was pretty instrumental, who was a friend of he his. He produced there. it, yeah. They yeah, and met, he was, yeah. Uh, uh, Coppola was shooting, uh, doing some work on, what was it, uh, Gideon's Rainbow, I think was the movie. I think so. And uh, Lucas was touring the set, and the two of them met, and they got into a conversation, and they became very good friends. Uh, there's kind of this mystique around the UCLA, UCA kind of scene. The where USC, you had, yeah. You, USC. Or, yeah, USC. You had Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Brian De Palma, Martin Scorsese, uh, Walter Murch, all these guys coming up basically in the same class together. John Milius, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it just... Um, the new Hollywood, they yeah. called it, yeah. And, and it's just, it's a very romantic time in American filmmaking because a lot of these people would go on to really drastically changed the way movies are made and we're kind of still feeling the ripples of that today yeah and uh yeah thx was made by american zoetrope pictures which was francis ford coppola's first kind of production house uh and i think it's it's rad as fuck it's a general philosophy movie where it's like look the cage door is open you just need to have the courage to walk through and make a better life for yourself which yeah, I, I totally get it. That is made for, you know, people like me who are certainly living a life of privilege. And I totally understand that this message doesn't resonate as deeply with people who are actually stuck in these cages. And it is much, much harder for them to kind of break free of societal constraints. Uh, but you know what? Like, it, it's one of those movies that just resonated with me in a very profound kind of way of just like, uh, you know, it's one of those pick-me-up kind of movies of just like, I need to feel good about the world for a second. Oh. And it's got, again, real cool fucking robot chases. Oh, sweet. All right. Well, now that the professor is yeah, finished fucking nerding it up over yeah, here. Yeah, talk about yeah. your fucking Howard the Duck movies now, you nerd. Nah, give it to me. <laughs> Patrick, I got this one. Patrick, you're... Favorite non-Star Wars George Lucas film. Fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's got Ooh. Sean Connery. It's no, got, no, it doesn't. It oh. absolutely does not. You're thinking Last Crusade. Oh, yeah. That's the monster. one I'm... <laughs> no, wait. Which one is the one with the muscled-up German that gets... Uh, that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that's the one. That's okay. the one. That's the one. Muscle grease. He gets destroyed <laughs> by a propeller. There's a tank that gets beaten by a horse. Oh, so that's... many good... Oh, is that yeah. You are conflating these two movies oh. to a truly dangerous degree. Yeah. 
It's all one movie in my head. All I know is that you, you're treating them like the two Ron Silvers and Time Cop who touch each other. Listen, as far as I know, there's the one with the Nazis and the one with Short Round, and then there's the new one that I never saw. <laughs> Uh, the one with short round is uh, that's Temple of Doom. Doom. Yeah, no, I know yeah. that one. That's the only one with short round. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one where Indy kidnapped a small Chinese child and used him as a valet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, great character. Yeah, but it doesn't have the face melting. <laughs> that's true. Also true. Yeah, yeah and that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep going back and forth. Yeah, I mean, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, in fact, I will go because I was. Um, I was also going to choose uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, then I chose Louis Crusade. <laughs> Louis Crusade. <laughs> yeah. The Adventures of Louis and Clark the Crusade. Yeah. <laughs> Will they get married and find out that one of them is Superman? Tune in next week where they fight the Nazis. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Mark, your favorite uh, non-Star Wars George Lucas film is Raiders of the Lost Ark as well. Um, I love the Indiana Jones movies. Um, the the three Indiana Jones. Yeah, let's movies. not talk about the new one. That one doesn't exist. That movie didn't happen. There's yeah, no, no fourth Indiana no. Jones movie. Um, there's three. Oh, movies. what a brave stands to not watch a movie you don't like. I saw it in the theaters at midnight, cool. John, and oh, I own it on DVD. So cool. I just watched it three weeks ago. Yeah, it it's hot, exist. steaming garbage. <laughs> then don't watch it. But I already did, exists. John. I already did! And it's fine! A movie it's you didn't like fine. came out and you lived, it's fine. John, shut up. I want everyone to <laughs> stu- tune in next week for John's comments on Charles Bronson. <laughs> oh, he is a monster. <laughs> Never has humanity produced such a large quantity of garbage in such a small person. With such a great mustache. You fucking don't know what you're talking about, Patrick. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Red is the Lost, Lost Ark. Um, directed by Steven Spielberg, yeah, of based on a story uh, by George Lucas and a character, uh, and it's all based on like old like serials. So it's very much a high adventure and kind of a little over the top, a little bit purposely campy, uh, but still rooted in a bit of reality. But also having like fucking face melting zombies yeah. and whips and guns and sword fights. It's a fucking great movie. It's fantastic. Yes, it's terrific. Uh, John Rhys Davies. John Reese Davies. Yeah, yeah, he is yeah. terrific. As Sala, yeah, he is so good. Yeah, like and Sala is like in like the first movie, he's like he owns this digging company in Egypt, and he's just this cool dude who helps Indy out. And then the third movie, he's like basically like comic relief. Yeah, like they yeah. completely changed his character from a businessman to just a guy. The, th- the third movie kind of turns all of the side characters into comic relief. I mean, the whole movie is much... It's the funniest of the Indiana Jones movies, yeah. and purposely so. Yeah, absolutely, sure. Yeah, and it's a fantastic movie. I oh, love I love yeah. Last Crusade. Um, but, like, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, just, like, great, like, high pulp adventure. Lots sure. of punching, kicking, shooting, whipping, swording, Nazi-ing, yeah. getting blowed up and. It's. I, I mean, it's definitely. I think the best of the Indiana Jones movies by a country mile. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would be perfectly happy if it would the only Indiana Jones movie. Whoa! What do you got against Short Round? Uh, nothing except he's in kind of a shitty movie. Oh, yeah. but they eat monkey brains. Exactly. Yeah, you're not selling it, dude. <laughs> Temple of Doom is like 
30, it's like 40 minutes of a super racist movie. Yeah, it's and then, very... And then an hour of an incredibly racist movie. <laughs> it is super gross. And like, what's, what's, like, it's certainly needlessly, profoundly dark and mean-spirited. Right. Uh, because both Lucas and Spielberg were kind of going through a divorce at the time, and so they were both just in like a really <laughs> shitty mood. Yes, Through the yeah. entire production of that movie, and so it just kept getting like... Darker and darker and weirder and meaner and angrier yeah. and it, until it is basically just this hodgepodge of. Is that, that why the bad guys rip people's hearts out? Yeah, it's, <laughs> yes. it's quite literal. I had yeah. No idea. And it always blows my mind that uh, after making that movie, uh, Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw, who plays Willie, the female. Uh, uh, lead of the movie who bears the brunt of a lot of really a, mean. I'm stuff. about to say like they fell in love. They are still married on the set of the movie and got married. But like he like puts her through the fucking ringer in that yeah. movie. And I can't imagine like being on set with a guy going through what he was going through at the time, which at the time was like the Hollywood divorce. Like money wise, Spielberg lost so much. It was a very contentious divorce. It was very hard, and it was like in the papers everywhere. And for him, to, and then for him to take out his aggressions yeah. on this poor woman on set, and then afterwards for it to be like, like at the rap party, just like, "Hey, how you doing, Speely? <laughs> Speely, they call him." <laughs> I saw your little cameo in Blues Brothers. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you can check my banking records anytime. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, uh, do we have any honorable mention non-Star Wars George Lucas movies that are good? Oh, absolutely. I, I will go to bat for Willow. I think it is a largely enjoyable movie. It is just a rip-roaring kind of medieval high fantasy fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's uh, directed by Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. Uh, but with uh, Val Kilmer and Warwick Davis. Yeah. But really directed by George Lucas. Like yeah. it's kind of like uh, Paul Poltergeist is directed by Toby Hooper, but we're Really directed, directed by, by Steven Spielberg, Spielberg, yeah, Spielberg yeah, right? Yeah. Like George, like Willow is George Lucas, like really ushering it through. And um, but although that said, Ron Howard does a very good job shooting the movie, um, and it kind of brings into like a nice illustration of Ron Howard's career. How Ron Howard doesn't have like a real style as a director; he just films sure. fucking whatever, and he's usually really good at it. Yeah, yeah. and he's he's terrific. I mean, he's been work. He's been. A working actor since he was a child, so he is yeah. incredibly good at working with actors. Yeah. He is great. And again, this is kind of the platonic ideal of a George Lucas movie, where Lucas is there to handle a lot of the technical aspects, to a lot of the big story points, a lot of the editing beats. Well, like, having Rod Howard there to actually get a performance from the actors. Right. Uh, which, again, this was something that Lucas wanted to do for the prequels, but fucking nobody wanted to because a tour theory ruined everything. And it just, like... Oh, it's so frustrating that yeah. just like, why can't it work that way? It works so well. Yeah, and I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of directors out there who are great visual directors. Like Michael Bay can direct an action sequence. He cannot get a performance out of his actors to save his life. Right. Exactly. Well, and and like, I mean, I'm sure you could level the same kind of accusations, but opposite wise, sort of to Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan uh, shoots. 
uh, gets amazing performances from his actors. But all of his fight scenes are just close-ups of faces reacting. Oh, God, yeah. that guy's got the worst fight cinematography. <laughs> right. I will never forget that about Batman Begins. It was like, I've never seen such shitty Jesus. fight sequences. The Bane fight in Dark Knight Rises is just incomprehensible oh, gobbledygook. God. And when he breaks his back, it's like a love tap. There's no impact to any of it. Yeah, and it's all in, I mean, it's all in shadows, but that's kind of the point. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, his his fight choreography no and action, right? His like his, his Christopher Nolan is better shooting. Like I, I'll say this: like I loved his Batman movies, mostly just Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises has its moments, but overall not great. Batman Begins has its moments, overall not great. Yeah. Um, but like Christopher Nolan, where he's best is doing something like The Prestige. Like I, th- I'll go to bat for that movie. I oh, think it's a that's fantastic. Movie. I think that's one of his best movies, and he gets amazing performances out of Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman, um, and, and everyone involved. Even yeah, Inter- Andy Serkis and yeah. David Bowie. Yeah, even uh, Interstellar, which is like a big like sci-fi epic, really isn't much of a. It's not an action movie at all. It's yeah. like this quiet, ruminative, philosophical movie, and he gets really good performances out of everybody. Hey, speaking of The Prestige with uh, David Bowie, I will say another George Lucas movie that definitely holds up really well is Labyrinth. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Where he was executive producer, working uh, very closely with Frank Oz, who was the director, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, Jim Henson working a lot of the puppet stuff on it, which is just... Terrific. It's fantastic. Still still holds up. It's a little creepy watching like 40-year-old David Bowie like <laughs> rub his giant cock in 16-year-old Jennifer Connelly's face. I didn't to have this bulge Ugh. in my pants. It's just what happens when you put Ugh. the Bowie in tights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, going through my coke days where I'm referring to myself in third person. <laughs> The Bowie just wants to play the Goblin King. Don't worry yourself about it, love. <laughs> Iman, I'll be home in a little bit. I've got to do a little dance magic dance. <laughs> uh, then yeah. I'm just going to get some French fries with Klaus Nomi and talk about <laughs> Gemini. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'll yeah. have a son who grows into a wonderful director someday. Who knows? <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I would say for me, I think uh, probably the, uh, especially George Lucas directed films, because there's not many, uh, would be American Graffiti. American Graffiti is a fun, like, it's a real, that is a big outlier if you really think about it in his, like, movie career. It's like that and Radioland Murders. Like, American Graffiti is a... It's a teen comedy. Yeah, it's a teen-like comedy about, it's like a last night in town. And you can definitely see, uh, like, Richard Linkletter kind of... Getting it's got that kind of vibe to it, right? It's Where very it's much just a hangout. Yeah, movie. it's much like uh, um, Fast Times. Yeah, or like uh, like Everybody Wants Some, yeah. or uh, what's the first one um, that he did with Matthew oh, McConaughey? Uh, and uh, uh, are you talking about Fast Times? No, that's no. that's not Richard Linklater. That's no. oh shit! Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's the Cameron Crowe written. That's yeah. I'm right. talking about. Um, Oh, Jesus, why can't we think of this? I don't know. Uh, That's what I love about high school girls. You keep getting older, they stay the same age. You should really think about the implications of what you're saying, Matthew McConaughey. All right, It comes off kind of creepy in your later years. Super creepy. Hey, don't worry about it, man. And we'll get on to uh, Lincoln over here. We'll just drive around, find the Yellow King, drink some beer, and then uh, you play truly some are a naked. detective, Matthew. 
Lizzie McGrath. Oh, right, oh, right, oh, we right. never saw that coming from your career. Nice. Just like my record, Heathen, was kind of a surprise when it came out. Now, I see a lot of people tell you that the law means you cannot touch. Oh, God, I'm stuck in a podcast with the two worst celebrities. <laughs> but I see a lot of law breakers oh. out there. Coke <laughs> Bowie and McConaughey. This is terrible. There's going to be naked bongoing so soon. Maybe someday Grant Morrison will base the Joker on me. One can only hope. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, the portal. No. The portal is opening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Macho man back in the house to talk about how American graffiti really changed the shape of American independent movies. Thank God it's you, Macho Man. I was so terrified it was going to be Werner Herzog. <laughs> the <laughs> portal is the worst. <laughs> and again, the thing that I find very interesting oh, about God American damn it, no, is no, that it is another... No. Oh, that is not Werner Herzog, that is an imposter! Body counts in beer is my... Okay, so you're probably wondering about the abrupt end there. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, part of the file was corrupted, and the last two, three minutes of the minisode is just loud, static screeching. So we just thought we'd end it there, and that's the end. Basically, all we just did was a lot more Matthew McConaughey, Werner Herzog, and Macho Man Randy Savage, David Bowie impressions. You're not missing much. Well, you're missing a little, but it's not that bad. All right, back to the credits. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Brownlee, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.